CES Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Josh Calloway alongside Tom Green, Sooners Illustrated, and 24-7 Sports at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah, where Oklahoma has won their second in a row. But, man, it was it was dicey. A wild game for Oklahoma on Saturday morning in Utah. The Sooners' first ever game in Utah. Earliest kick in program history. Looked like it early. Defense was not awake in the first half of this game. Made some huge plays in the second half, though. And the beginning of the Jackson-Arnold era kind of somewhat began. Soft launch. Soft launch. Tom Oklahoma won this game 31-24. Obviously, they were expected to, to probably trounce BYU. The spread was big. We all thought they were going to win big in the Thursday uh, podcast. But it was in, it was dicey. BYU played well. They ran the ball extremely well. But Oklahoma won. Where I, I, just kind of your your first thought. This was a wild game. A lot to digest. Yeah, I mean, at this point in the season, you're not going to get style points. It's it's just yeah. survive survive and win. Um, you know, they won. They kept their Big 12 title hopes intact for the time being. We'll see how things shake out the rest of the day throughout the league. But most importantly, is that they won. They made some big plays when they needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, defense really, defense and Gavin Sawchuk really picked up uh, everything for Oklahoma after yeah. they lost still in Gabriel because that's a tough spot to have you know Jackson Arnold, true freshman, come in on the road like that. Yeah, and then that's obviously where we have to start, and that was the story of this game is that Dylan Gabriel goes down right before halftime. It wasn't official until the second half began. Jackson Arnold was warming up a little bit there in the end of the second quarter if they needed him. Half ended with on the BYU field goal to tie it. Second half starts. Holy crap, here comes Jackson Arnold, the true freshman five-star. He's going to have a full half to himself. Dylan Gabriel's ruled out, upper body injury, obviously slammed his head on the ground on the on the field up here on this end. And here we go. It's it's Arnold's show now, and it's a tie game. You know, Late in the season, in late November, in Provo, this place was packed. It was rocking. He found a way. Did he do anything huge and flashy? No. But he had some nice throws, had some nice runs. Obviously, he's gotten a lot of credit for checking into the play where he threw it to Lufaruk to convert the first down that essentially put the game away. How do you kind of assess what he did today? Because that's obviously the main thing that fans are, are going to go crazy about is that Jackson Arnold entered this close game and he did the little things right, didn't turn it over. They got the, they found a way. They won the game. Yeah, I think the big thing is that he didn't make mistakes. Yeah. You know, again, it's a tough spot to have a freshman quarterback come in, especially one who hasn't played since week five. <laughs> right. You know, all the talk this week was, hey, the plan is they're going to redshirt course. him. Yes. And then, of course, you know, freak accident happens. Dylan Gabriel's out for the rest of the game. Jackson Arnold, you know, he found out with a few minutes left in the first half that, you know, it was going to be his show the rest of the way because um, that's when they kind of mm-hmm. got wind about Gabriel's injury. But, you know, came in, you know, he didn't dazzle like he did in the Arkansas State game, and I don't think that was expected of him. Sure. But, you know, 
they struggled those first couple drives. You know, he had he had a pretty good play with his legs on that first drive, but it got called back uh, due to a block in the back. Yeah. Um, he he kind of got settled in after that. He got a little breathing room thanks to the defense, mm -hmm. but you know, again, he just did not make mistakes. He got a lot of help from Gavin Sawchuk, who came on late, finished with 107 yards and a touchdown, including the game-winning one there midway through the fourth quarter. And then again, like you mentioned, he sealed the game with that third down pass to Jalil Farouk. Yeah. You know, lots of praise from Jeff Levy about you know how. They were in cover zero. Jackson Hall did a great job of checking into what exactly what they wanted, and he just delivered a strike to Jalil Farouk to ice it. Yeah, there was clear nerves early. He bobbled that snap, had a real easy dump off the Tommy Walker, probably for first down, and just missed the throw. But he got better as it went, yeah. which was apparent, and, and he got more and more his feet under him, more and more comfortable, and that's what you're going to need if he's the guy next week, which is it's possible. Brent Venables seemed confident. Probably doesn't really know quite truthfully at this point, but if it's Jackson Arnold on a short week on Friday against DCU, I think there's reason to feel confident about what he put forth in that fourth quarter. Yeah, especially if he has a full week to prepare as yeah, the starter. Right. Again, we don't know what Dylan Gabriel's status is going to be for that TCU game. You know, Brent Venable said it is realistic that he could be available, but he hasn't. He didn't have any information. You know, since sure, halftime half when he told yeah. us that. So we'll see. Um, you know, I think. You know, today was about building some confidence for Jackson Arnold because, mm -hmm. again, I, I can't stress enough how tough of a situation it is to come on in the road like that, tie game, second half. You know, like you said, this place was rocking. You're yeah. playing at altitude. You're believing um, in here. And, you know, just Oklahoma was not playing its best to that point too. So, mm -hmm. you know, he did what he needed to do, um, didn't make mistakes, and, you know, they were able to escape. Like you mentioned, another big game for Gavin Sawchuk. They really got him going in the second half. That also helped. I think probably Jackson will get uh, his feet under him a little bit there. Not feeling like it was all on him. Jaden Gibson got in the end zone again today. And that's the other thing to, to we have, have to mention, that this offense was humming at the beginning of this game. It felt like BYU had no answers. Dylan Gabriel was throwing it all over the place. It felt like as long as the defense can just figure it out at all, they're going to win this game pretty big. But then obviously the Gabriel injury, something about BYU hurt no use quarterback apparently, happened again, but this time the young guy comes in. Landry Jones was unable to do that in 2009. Jackson Arnold was able to do that here this this morning in Provo. Wild game as Sawchuk got going. The Sooners found a way. But on the defensive side, like we said, a lot of things to not like. Obviously, BYU, we talked about on Thursday. Offensively, they're in the bottom half of almost every stat. They don't run the ball at all. They have the 124th-ranked rushing offense in the country coming into this game. Under 100 yards a game, about 90. They ran for over two bills in this game. Oklahoma seemed to have no answers. Keen Slowis didn't play. They suck with the third-string uh, quarterback. Yes. And they were just moving the ball up and down, but two gigantic plays the billy bowman pick six in the end zone right in front of tom and i right now that feels like i mean who knows what happens if he doesn't make that play but if byu scores it goes up 24 17 you're smashing the panic button instead billy bowman houses that and then the danny Sutzman, obviously again massive strip sack that set up oklahoma late in the game as byu was driving there at that point it wasn't good for defense overall. There's a lot to not like, but they came through with huge plays and stops when they really needed to, which I guess kind of is all that matters in the end, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is not what we expected from Oklahoma's no. defense, especially, you know, just how you know, inept almost at times that BYU has been yeah. offensively, but, you know, to give up 200 plus rushing yards, you know, BYU was having a lot of success with the option and stretch plays getting to the outside. And, you know, Oklahoma just didn't have any answer, but man, Billy Bowman, like the most timely play imaginable because BYU had just moved down the field, like 58 yards over three plays, all, th all three of them runs and they get down to the goal line. And like they did earlier in the game when they got a touchdown, you know, called for a short mm -hmm. pass at the goal line, did it this time except Billy Bowman jumped the route and just house call. Yeah, 
and both and both Bowman and Stutzman, it's amazing. It's why it's so great to talk to these guys after the game. Bowman, he said after the game he was supposed to blitz, but the man said he wasn't supposed to blitz. So well, he said again right there that he was supposed to. Billy said I was supposed to blitz, or so he at least thought he was going to blitz. But there was a man wide open. He said I can't blitz. This guy's wide open. Decided to cover him instead. Pick six, and then Danny Stutzman leads the team in tackles again. I don't. I need to stop even noting that. It's every single week. Has the big strip sack. He had food poisoning. We talked to him after the game. He says starting Friday morning he just felt horrible, and he hasn't been able to keep any food down the last you know couple of days here. IVs. Been on IVs. I, I asked Billy Bowman about it, and he said that he was he knew Danny made the trip, but he hadn't seen him literally until they were warming up. Like, where have you been? He's been holed up in his hotel room. Comes out and balls out. And this Oklahoma team, it it was there was a lot of things working against them today. Billy is not very good. We talked about that. This is a team that's lost three straight games by 30-plus coming into today and struggled to break double-digit scoring, literally. They put out a great effort. There's a lot of things not to like, but in the end, Oklahoma kind of just found a way, which is something that they never did last year, never did. They're now 3-2 and two in one-score games. So I think from that perspective, you have to kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. This, this team has shown some toughness in those yeah, one-score games. Some Obviously, you, you had those two losses that you know were pretty tough to take. But, you know, again, just – even when the defense hasn't played great, they've been very opportunistic. You know, that's been the word all year, you mm -hmm. know, because they've been forcing turnovers at a high rate. And they did it again today. They had another uh, fumble in the first half. You know, they they out, you know they scored 21 points off those three turnovers, didn't turn the ball offensively, they didn't turn the ball over. So that's a 21 nothing advantage. And, yeah. you know, that that's all the difference here. And, I mean, going back to Danny Stutzman's uh, strip sack, that was their first sack in almost a month yeah. since yeah. the UCF game. Right. So, Again, just timely plays, opportunistic, and then you know setting them up for Gavin Sawchuk's decisive touchdown. Huge. Absolutely. So, like we, you kind of mentioned right at the top, you're not really that worried about style points. You're not in any kind of playoff race. You're just trying to win games to try and get yourself to Arlington. They did that. They found a way. They got one game left. TCU comes to Norman on Friday, a Black Friday game, 11 a.m. kick. Oklahoma able to get out of here. They're hopping on a plane like right now, try to get back and get some rest on the short week. Obviously, Tom, we don't know what's going to happen around the rest of the conference today. Oklahoma State and Houston are playing as we record this. Texas-Iowa State is tonight. Um, but obviously, the Sooners had to win these last two to have any shot at Arlington. How are you kind of feeling? Is your opinion higher after this game, lower? Where are you kind of at after they just found a way to survive this, basically? I mean, I, I think it's unchanged, kind of. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. I, I it's think— It's a flawed team, obviously. Yeah, it, it's a flawed team. That's why they're 9-2, and two, but they are 9-2. and two. They found ways to win yeah. some ga some tough games. And, you know, even if Dylan Gabriel is not able to go Friday, I think they have enough confidence in Jackson Arnold that he has the ability— to guide them to a win against a TCU team that is, you know, a far cry from what it was last year. Obviously, um, obviously a short week to right. turn around and prepare, but you know, all they can do is try to handle their business. And you know, even if things don't break their way in the conference, you know, these next seven days, ten win season is, you know, something to hang your hat on, yeah. especially after how things went last year. Right, 100 percent. So that's it for now. Um, obviously, there's a lot on the site, Oklahoma247Sports.com, right now, and there will be a lot more throughout the day. Um, from this morning kickoff, the YouTube channel as well. Get full reaction from Brent Venables, Jackson Arnold, uh, the kind of, I don't know if hero is the right way to put it, but starting quarterback for the moment at least. You can hear from him along with Danny Stutzman, Jeff Levy, some other players as well. This was a really cool trip. This stadium is awesome. It lived up to the hype. Uh, pictures and video don't do it justice. Obviously, we have no idea the next time Oklahoma will ever come here, but if you're ever in the area for some reason, recommend it. Awesome setting for college football and a crazy game. All right, we got a lawnmower coming by, so I'm going to wrap this up. 
that's it for now. For Tom Green, I'm Josh Calloway. We'll see you guys Monday, the Sooners Illustrated Podcast, full wrap-up of this one and a lot more. Maybe not Monday, actually. Scratch that. We'll look Thanksgiving week. It might be Tuesday. Just keep up with us. We'll let you know. We'll see you guys then. Oklahoma 247 sportscom Oklahoma finds a way to get the job done. They win it in Provo 31-24 to go to 9-2 on the season.